This show is very not safe for work. The works being read do not represent the views of the hosts or guests. This show is a roast and should not be taken seriously. The thought of his big, hairy man smelling my pussy was just about all I could take. I called the police. <laughs> Five hearts of passion cry out for justice. Shugo Fen Fikushan Sintai Fuketsuna Ranger. Let's go! Working at the popular Shin Nihonko TV station, these five courageous humans wage a never-ending battle against the evil Boar Dom, a villain with a penchant for bad grammar and a fetish for deviancy. Hmm, we fight with the real good horn. Half the time starts story over <laughs> But who are these brave warriors that cannot be stopped even by Kevlar bullets or sand? Phuket Magenta! Synergist Wizard, Chin Ching Echi! A fight is what you get when you violence! Phuket Pinker! The Refuse Artisan, Toyota Hanzo! I cannot believe the perfectly good things people flush down! Phuket Tobarbo! The Dwisney Veering, Tori Jury! Female! Square Boobs! Action Figure! Phuket the Ocean Water! The Cable Dog, Keiburu Inukaisui! My name is Repressive. And the leader, Fuget Crimson. The pruning decimator, Hamada Koto. I am the greatest hero. My name is Justice. Justice is my remaining testicle. With the ever-present threat of boredom and the legions of his Gram army, they hard fight and make the world safe for puppies and sea cucumbers. We need to summon the King Supreme Megazord now! King Lee S. Combined! Supremely chest breast combined! Megly Dick combined! Yes, I'll be the Acme again. And I'll form everything else! Oh, my burps taste like bacon. Gross. I wonder why. But Jews aren't supposed to be eating bacon. <sighs> He's not a real Jew anymore. You people. You Gentiles. Just because we're not God's chosen people. Genteel. Logan, you're not gentle in any way, shape, or form. He likes it rough, so that he can feel something. You know what's fucking fucked up? What's fucking fucked up? I shaved my head again the day I got back, because it was starting to get bristly. And it's already, like, the next day, it was like fucking sandpaper. Yeah, hair grows fast. Welcome to my world. It needs to stop. Alright, that's the next Patreon goal. Buy Logan a ballo shino. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not just for my head. Are you telling me you have elephantitis in your only remaining testicle? (laughs) No, it's just big. If you had to be famous for one thing, what would it be so far? Like, the one thing you've done in your life you wish you were famous for? The show. Damn, I was gonna say the show. (laughs) Yeah, I'm in the building of this show because we still do this show, so if I were famous for it, we would get all of the money. Uh, There you go. So you're only interested in the money part of it? No. 
I'm interested in brand deals to further my agenda and become an influencer. Quick question, Dave. What exactly would we influence? You know, I, I would hope it would be the literary world. I would say literacy in the United States. I can't say that us going to, like, children's schools and reading things to them <laughs> really sounds like a good idea for us. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a great idea for us. Why not? We might go to prison. Okay, kids. Chapter one. Sonic and Tails are best <laughs> friends who lived in Knothole Village. Gritty was hungry. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, I, there are some stories that we have that could be readable. Okay, no, never mind, because in the Free Willy one, it's that's what you think, cocksucker, so we can't read <laughs> that one. That's what you think, cocksucker. <laughs> well, you could, but... I mean, you can edit some of the words out of the Danny DeVito Lara Croft one. This is Friday Night Fan Fiction. Joining me tonight as we teach Mrs. Kurtzmauer's fourth grade literary class is David, <laughs> Logan, Valerie, and Sean. Hi! We'll have to find some Fortnite fix. God damn it, no! Somebody send us Fortnite fix. We've found Fortnite fan fiction already. I think there's an exponential amount more of Fortnite fan fiction than there is of Gritty. Well, uh, that makes me sad. That makes me very sad. Yeah, me too. In fact, I'm pretty sure that there is more Egyptian historical fan fiction than there is gritty fan fiction at this point. Well, Egyptian history has been around a little longer. True. (laughs) (laughs) Duh. I mean, that's what Kurt Manlove is labeled under. Yeah, exactly. Wait, what? Yeah, it's under Egyptian mythology. God damn it. All right, we got a bunch of stories to read, and tonight's our first test of the new guest format. Later tonight, Lack of Sense and Afrohawk will be here, and when they show up, you will not know what they're reading until this episode comes out. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. It's a mystery. Rewrites history. DuckTales. You are far away from your mic. Are you okay? I was leaning forward. So do you have a headache? Are you drunk or both? Neither. My wife drank all of the alcohol that I wanted to drink tonight. So is she drunk? No. She decided that while I was trying to help Seth fix his computer that she wanted to loudly clank dishes all over the place. I was not happy about that. Also, somebody just posted Fortnite fic. Great. Well, there we go. <laughs> Thank you, friends. First up, we have Not Tiny Hermione. Dave, I know how much you love giantesses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're welcome. It's funny because he doesn't like that. Not at all. It's terrible. I don't want to spelunk for my spunk. No, he just doesn't like the idea of not being the tallest person in the room. (laughs) That's also a thing that terrifies me. Well, you could always just do what I told you to do to get jobs and just remove a few of your spine. I like my spine, though. Take off your ankles. Nobody uses those anyways. Just cut out your knees. Be like the dad from King of the Hill. (laughs) No, we talked about this. He needs to have his knees. No, no, he can just be like the dad. David, if... Why did I just call you David, Logan? What the hell? I don't know what this means for our relationship. I don't know. First up is Logan, because he wasn't here last week. So this is not Tiny Hermione by Giantess Lover. Oh, of course it was. Oh, there's no summary. That's sad. Tiny Hermione by not... No, no, sorry. Not not Tiny tiny. Hermione. I thought it was going to be a different thing. But it's not. Hermione had always wondered what it would be like to be a giantess. Hmm. Hmm. Have you ever wondered that, Val? No, not really. Like, no. She wondered if there were any potions that could help her become one. So she decided to ask Harry for help. Hey, Harry, no quotations. She said, (laughs) this fic just has no quotation marks. Okay, cool. Hi, he said back. (laughs) I was wondering if you knew any potions that could make me into a giantess, she said to him. Would. 
That would make me into a giantess. She just came out and said it, huh? I mean, there's no establishing that, like, she saw some giantess born and was like, yo, that seems like it's all right for me. Instead, no, it's just... No, but there's, like, she's seen a giant. Yeah, but that giant was gross. I wonder what it would be like to, one, be a giant, and then, two, shove a whole person inside my vagina. Hmm. Oh, Harry was shocked because he had always wanted to see Hermione as a giantess. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so all he wants to do is see her turn into a giant woman. Giant a giant woman. woman. Yes. I like how Hermione is not capitalized, but giantess is. Mm-hmm. His pants already had a bulge in them, but his robe luckily covered it. That sure was lucky. Oh, Hermione, you know I'm no good at potions, he said, trying to hide his excitement. Well, maybe you can find someone in Gryffindor who is, she said. Harry went through the whole Gryffindor house and found a girl who is good at potions class. <laughs> it was Hermione. He asked her if there was a way for Hermione to become a giantess. Yes, you just make a growth potion, she said. How do you make one of those, Harry said. Well, I have one right here. I'll just give it to you, she said. And she gave him a growth potion. <laughs> How convenient. Now the conflict is resolved. We can get to the sex. How big will this make a person? He said. About a hundred feet tall, but why do you ask? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no reason, Harry said, but he was smiling. Harry went to give the growth potion to Hermione. She was very excited and took the potion from him. How big will this make me? She said. (laughs) About a hundred feet, Harry said. (laughs) That's what you think, cocksucker. (laughs) That's what you think, cocksucker. (laughs) I can't help but feel like deja vu. Deja vu. I just streets. Yeah. Hermione smiled and drank the whole potion in one gulp. Instantly, she started growing. Harry was very aroused, and his cock became hard watching Hermione grow like that. Make my monster grow. <laughs> Next up will be me. Oh no, my clothes are ripping. Rip, she said when she was about 10 feet tall. It doesn't matter, said Harry because he wanted to see her naked. (laughs) Okay. Hermione's clothes ripped completely off when she was about 25 feet tall and filling up the whole room. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, right? Harry was feeling in awe at her big breasts. Breasts. Which were even bigger because she was a giantess. She kept growing, too, and her head broke through the ceiling of Gryffindor Tower. Harry, look! I'm huge! No, you have to do a giant voice. Harry, look! I'm huge! She said. You're going to get bigger, he said as the bulge in his robes got even bigger. Was he talking to the bulge in his robes or at Hermione? Yes. Yes. He thought that was funny because they both kept getting bigger. Oh! I get it! I see. Finally, Hermione stopped growing when she was 100 feet tall. The whole school looked up at her beautiful naked giantess body. Hey, I'm down here, said Harry. Are you turned on, little man? She said sexily. Hmm. Are you turned on, little man? No, say it like that, but loud and giant. Yeah, you gotta go fee-fi-fo-fum. Are you ready to come? Oh, jeez. Are you ready to eat my large vagina? It didn't really rhyme. My joke was funnier. (laughs) (laughs) Harry was very surprised. How did she know that he liked giantesses so much? 
Oh, I see the websites you look at all the time when you're at your aunt and uncle's house, she said. <laughs> How do you see them? Harry said. I use magic to spy on you, silly, said Hermione laughing. That's a weird plot twist. Thank you very much. Hermione picked up Harry, who was only about three inches tall to her, and pulled his robe off. Rip. Yep. She was not surprised to see his dick getting very hard. She put the tiny little member in her giant mouth and bit it. Ah! It ripped straight off. Ah! <laughs> and started sucking on it. She could hear Harry moaning because he was aroused so much. Ah! I was going to ask what Harry Potter sounds like when he's moaning, but that's a pretty dead-on impression. He came in her mouth after about 30 seconds, and she didn't even feel it because he was so tiny to her. I think I should have some fun with the castle, she said. Oh. Apparently, that's where we're going. Oh, do that, my goddess, Harry said, because he was in all of her giantess body and also apparently a little effeminate. There's nothing wrong with that. Hermione smiled and went down to the slithering tower. She pressed her nipple against one of the windows and it broke because of how hard and big her nipple was. <laughs> that makes sense. There are times when your nipples can't cut glass, but hers just pushed straight through it. Hermione, you're a contractor's dream. She put a finger in the window and pulled out Pansy Parkinson. Next up is David. <sighs> I love that little slut, she said to her tiny enemy. Please, Hermione, don't eat me sad, Pansy. No, I won't eat you. I'll just use you to make me cum, said Hermione. Hermione took Pansy's tiny body, which was screaming, and shoved her into her poo's head. Uh. Wow. Hermione felt really good because it was like a human dildo. On account of it was a human dildo. <laughs> yeah, quite literal. Pansy was starting to get turned on, too, because she was secretly lesbian. She was probably suffocating, but... Yeah. Okay. Well, she's just into autoerotic asphyxiation. Maybe, yeah. She took her clothes off while in her moinies vaginies <laughs> and started rubbing her own poon tang. Hermione took out her or took her out and started rubbing her breast with a giant with her giant finger. Pansy came right when Hermione did, and their juices mixed and fell on the castle. In many fanfictions, they make it sound so much easier to come than it actually is to come. Right? Mm -hmm. Like it takes me a while. I have work to do. Yeah, exactly. It takes efforts and friction. That was the end of the joke. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> anyway, we're about to get into war territory, just so you know. Oh, no. I'll be put on my helmet. But now I have to eat you, Hermione said to Pansy. Pansy yelled and screamed, but it was no use. Uh... Hermione stuck her in her mouth and swallowed her whole. Wrong whole, which is why it's funny. <laughs> Pansy landed in Hermione's stomach and the acid killed her. What? Whoa, what? Oh. Wow. Hermione won because it's spelled wrong. So went to Slytherine Tower and pushed her breast against it. All the men were jerking off, but they screamed when she pushed so hard that the tower fell over. Then she took Astronomy Tower and put it into her Poontangi. It was a bit big, but she stretched it. She shoved it in and out. David, it's actually spelled right. Oh, is it? All right, my bad. Harry was very turned on. Then she poured all the people from the tower onto the ground and squished all of them. Wow. She turned to Harry, who was between her tits. How was that? She said. It was so sexy. He said. Are you turned on? She said, squeezing her boobs together. Then Harry's head popped like a zit. 
Dan. Yes, said Harry because he was masturbating. Before they could finish talking, McGonagall and Dumbledore came out and got mad. You just murdered half of our incoming class. How are we going to afford to pay the teachers? Fresh men, more like fresh meat, am I right? Uh-huh. Hermione just laughed at them. They both tried putting Reducio spells on her, but they didn't work. Hermione took them both and crushed them against her nipples. Then the girl who gave Hermione the growth potion came out. Oh no, you used the potion, she said. Ha ha, now I can play with you now, said Hermione, redundantly saying things. Yep. No, I brought a shrimp potion so you will not be under feet tall anymore, the girl said, showing Hermione the shrink potion. Hermione took the shrink potion and unexpectedly fed it to the other girl. The other girl shrunk to three inches tall. Then Luna found her. Oh look, a tiny girl, Luna said. <laughs> Help me, Hermione is here to shiver in the castle, the girl said. I don't believe you, Luna said. Luna took her top off and put her already hard nipple into the tiny girl's vagina. Weird. She pumped the little girl up and down on her boob. (laughs) They were both turned on by it because it was like getting fucked by a giant nipple. Yes, that is literally what it's like. (laughs) Yeah, on account that it was a giant nipple. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was a regular sized nipple inside a tiny girl. It's a relative thing, though. That's the thing. This is just making me want to play Deep Space Waifu. She decided not to destroy that part. She lay her giant naked body on the remains of the castle and did sexual things to all the survivors. The end. Well, there isn't even a the end. That's just where it ended. Yep. And unfortunately, starting with Val, next up is A Whore for Bigfoot by Too Big to Fit. Much like Hermione in the last story. I think this might be Steve's way of coming out to us as having a size kink. No, I don't have a size kink. I don't know. You put all these in one night. Well, you see, Logan, it's Giantess Day, according to Twitter. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it is. <laughs> it's so weird how Giantess Day falls right before Valentine's Day. Can I read? Yeah. Yay. No summary or anything except the original URL, and it was on Literatica. Yay. Yay. It had been three weeks since our last camping trip. My fiancé was surprisingly extra horny. The first day back, we couldn't even get the camping gear put away, whatever got into her. We had sex five times that day. Mm. We have made love almost every night since then, but each time we did, I could not feel much of my dick inside her. Okay? Keep going. Her vagina seemed stretched out and my dick no longer fit her snugly as it once did. That's not how it works. That's exactly how it works. He had so much sex with her that his dick shrank. It's like when you fuck a bag of putty. Oh, I never fucked a bag of putty. See, I would have thought you fuck so much that you start coming air and then you inflate her. (laughs) What? Well, you see, according to Twitter, it's National Inflation Day, so... (laughs) In this last week, however, I could feel her vagina muscles tightening up and gripping my penis again. She had been acting increasingly sexually aggressive towards me as well, insisting that I grow goatee. No, don't do that. (laughs) A goatee? A goatee? Yeah, there you go. Refrain from any further haircuts. And a stranger request was to stop using underarm deodorant, which brings the question, is there any other kind of deodorant? Yes, there is. Axe spray. No, no, there's also uh, genital, specifically vaginal deodorant. There's foot deodorant for people with stinky feet. Let me just see. What kinds of deodorant are there? Oh, hey, look, it's National Giantess Day. <laughs> wow. 
according to Twitter, and literally no one else. <laughs> she kept begging me to go back to the campground for another weekend getaway, even though she knew that the campground was closed for the winter. I know she always loved nature, but I'm not used to going without deodorant, and this is really testing the limit for me. And probably for your coworkers too. Yeah. My 25-year-old fiancé, V-I-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
incredible it would be. That was a sentence. Gosh! Gosh! I can hardly contain myself as I write this testimony about what happened to me. My entire body is starting to tingle and go numb. Uh. Um. Um. Go sit down. As I relive this wonderful wild fucking again in my memory. He's right. I have been extremely horny ever since our camping trip. I know he does not believe me, but obviously you would have to have had it happen. You would have to have had it happen. <laughs> to you to believe. Ah, uh, yes. It's one of those dear penthouse things. Dear penthouse, I suck Bigfoot's dick and got a hairball. <laughs> <laughs> dear Cora, I got hairballs after sucking off Bigfoot. What do I do? <laughs> well, what you do is pray that none got into your lungs because that's worse than asbestos. Oh. Next up is Sean. It was late in the camping season, and because of him, we were driving around frantically searching for the next available camp area on our map. James decided that he wanted to venture down a four-mile canyon road to a secluded camping ground that he noticed on the map. We weren't sure what the dotted line meant until we were on the dirt. We almost turned around because the road was so rough. But we pressed on, and obviously others were just as determined to camp in this special place amongst the dense redwood trees as he was. To our surprise, there were at least five other tents in the area. The trees were dense, and the canopy of trees were so high that it almost blocked out the sky. Oh. <laughs> and it always felt like it was getting dark even in the middle of the day. So, is Garfield the leader of the Cheetah Men? No, Garfield is the leader of the bunch, and you know him well. Ah. That makes sense. It was a great natural feeling that I have always loved, and James wanted me to be happy, so he made sure I was. The end. We set up our tent quickly as evening was fast approaching and started a fire. It got out of control and burnt down Fort McMurray. Again. Again. No! <laughs> we enjoyed it for a little... It while what the fuck is you got it you did it good job <sighs> we enjoyed it for a little it while <laughs> as we ate then stored our food in the bear safe locker that was provided wouldn't that be in poor taste to have a hot wings competition at fort mcmurray and call it the hottest night since the fire <laughs> <laughs> sorry val what do you mean sorry sorry sean by proxy through val that's fine <laughs> <laughs> As we were setting up our air mattress and I was rolling out the sleeping bags, I noticed the flicker of lights and the unusual amount of happy campers headed to the restrooms. They were poisoned. I decided to wait until later to go pee since the restrooms would be full now. As James and I were lying there, watching the stars through the opening at the top of our tent, we both listened to the remaining crackling embers just outside our tent and quickly drifted off to sleep from the thin mountain air. I awoke in the middle of the night. My bladder was reminding me to go find the restroom. James was sleeping soundly, so I didn't bother to wake him. It was a warm evening and a full moon, so I went out in my nightgown and flip-flops, and I could see somewhat with the moonlight. I had nothing underneath since I took off my bra and panties before going to bed. I found the flashlight and eventually found the restroom at the center of the campground. I had just sat down on the stool. <sighs> These people, like, I've never been camping, but a fucking... Air mattress, fucking bathrooms. No, you shit in the woods and you sleep on the ground. <laughs> you have never been camping, so you wouldn't understand that this is camping to most people. Yeah. When was the last time you went camping, Steve? 
Because I guarantee you, I went camping more than you have in the recent years. Yes, I just said I've gone camping none times. Yeah, guess what? I went camping in like 2012. That's way sooner than none. <laughs> That's great, Dave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what's up, Logan? You about to flex on me with your mighty fucking camp dick? I don't need to, like, audibly flex on you. I was in Scouts. I got Eagle Scout. I went camping a lot. Fucking, I got Eagle Scout, too. What are you going to do about it? Okay, how often do you go on camping trips when you're in Scouts? Fucking, like, three times a year at the very least. I went once a month, buddy. We were underfunded, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's sad. Well, I live in the middle of what's remaining of the woods, so I go camping every day. Hey, Logan, I went camping once. Oh, yeah? Where'd you go camping? Afghanistan. Maybe you've heard of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. You just really have to make it that real. <laughs> that was good, Dave. That was good. I didn't realize there was an Afghanistan in Japan, Dave. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, you went camping in Japan. Yes, Afghanistan, Japan. <laughs> I had just sat down on the stool and put my flashlight on the floor. When I heard a noise, my first thought was that I was sure the door had fully closed behind me and latched, thus locking me in. It was locking behind me as I sat there peeing the door. Peeing the door? Yeah. Peeing the door. <laughs> I was marking my territory. As I sat there peeing, the doorknob turned and the door opened slightly. Fucking commas would be great. At this point, I was done peeing, but was sitting there scared out of my wits that a bear or a raccoon or a camper, or something was coming in, because raccoons are scarier than fucking bears. It was Ross Perot. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm Ross Perot. Please vote for me in the 1992 election. <laughs> <laughs> Go back in time, bring Bigfoot, and vote for me in the election. Listen, if you don't vote for me, you're going to get fucked by Bigfoot. <laughs> sure! <laughs> that is a good presidential platform to run on. I'm not going to lie. If you don't vote for me, you will get fucked by Bigfoot. A lot of people would not vote for you so they could get fucked by Bigfoot. (laughs) Right, they'd be like, oh yeah, give me that sweet cryptid dick. Now this is the part where James does not believe me. In walked the biggest, hairiest, what looked to be a man that I had ever seen. From what I could see with my dimming flashlight, he was at least seven feet tall and fully covered with hair from head to toe, so not David. He kept sniffing the air like a dog on a scent. He was grunting something at me, and before I could let out a scream, he lunged forward and grabbed me up off the toilet. (laughs) I pooped a little. Yes. His two hair-covered hands completely enclosed around my waist. My face was pressed into his hairy chest, and as I was screaming bloody murder into this smelly hair, my screams were muted. As he rushed me out the door, I noticed from the corner of my eye a woman standing there with her flashlight. Her face lit up just enough that I noticed the astonished look on her face as my kidnapper carried me off into the thick forest. (gasps) She didn't wipe after she peed! You don't have to, Steve. Just pee harder and get all the pee out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just shake it. Ah, that's what shake it like a Polaroid picture was. No, that's really what twerking's about. It's to get all the extra pee off. Makes sense. Next up is Logan. From what I can make of it, as it leapt and bound, this thing carried me up over that next ridge and down into a rocky ravine. The scent of this thing had been described in books by Bigfoot hunters as a pungent, stinky odor. <laughs> Steve, when are we going to buy those Bigfoot scent things? <laughs> oh, the fucking Bigfoot pheromones? Yeah, when are we going to buy the Bigfoot pheromone discs? 
How about next never? Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Look, if you're really good and you save up all your money for your birthday and for Christmas, I'm going to punch you and take the money and never. No, you can't take my money. We got to take Steve-O camping and then we'll buy them. No, <laughs> we're going to take Steve-O camping and then we'll take his money. <laughs> yeah. But to me, it was more like an attractant or sort of alluring masculine pheromone scent as he carried me. Without much effort, my fear subsided, and I actually felt safe in this strong man's arms. It was just a strange sense, and perhaps an accident, instinct. An ancient. Ancient instinct, playing on my mind. Maybe she had an accident on herself, too. That a caveman had just taken me, and he would not be stopped by any man, nor give me back. What about women or children? I mean, he'll stop at that. Bigfoot sees a little child, just pats it on the head. Ah, there you go. He brought me to a hole in the rock that was an entrance to a hidden cave. <laughs> he lay me on a soft rock. Sorry, a soft pile of women's clothing. <laughs> there was just enough moonlight coming in from a hole in this. God damn it, dog. <laughs> and a woo, 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 woo. I saw Bigfoot. Yeah. System, stop it. <laughs> no, Bigfoot. Stop. Bigfoot. Stop it. Bigfoot. Goku versus Bigfoot, round one. This is a Mugen match made in heaven. Bigfoot's going to win the shit out of that. He's just going to play the staying alive move. There was just enough moonlight coming in from a hole in the ceiling that I could see him pretty good. It seemed obvious that this scenario had been repeating over time and some other women had left some of their clothing behind. My nightgown had ridden up to my waist and my private area was exposed to his gaze. I quickly closed my legs to limit his view. He grunted and kept sniffing the air. I started to worry when I noticed what looked like the large head of his penis. <laughs> the Large Hadron Collider. <laughs> oh my god. It's Dr. Claw. Penny, no. <laughs> he stuck the Large Hadron Collider in the Bigfoot's penis. <laughs> large head of his penis protruding from his parted hair. The head of his penis resembled the underside of a red apple. Ew. <gasps> what kind of description is that? He put one hand on each of my knees and pushed them apart. He sniffed hard and could feel the air swirling around my pussy. Ew. And I could feel the air swirling around my pussy, my butt, and my inner thighs. I immediately began to tingle all over my body and down to my toes. All over my entire body. The thought of his big, hairy, man-smelling my pussy was just about all I could take. I called the police. (laughs) (laughs) My pussy became wet, and I could feel the wetness running down the crack of my ass as I was shocked with myself longing to be fucked hard by this creature, and I imagined his extra-large rock-hard cock and what it might look like buried to the hilt in me. Well, you wouldn't see much because it's buried in the hilt than you. Why would it be buried in a hotel? <laughs> no, I was just going to say that. <sighs> Ugh. Wait a minute, I thought. Reality was swirling amongst my wild animal instincts. This dirty man is not going to try and fuck me? This dirty man is not going to try and fuck me? This dirty man is not going to try and fuck me? Could this be happening to me? Am I just dreaming? By the size of his feet. 
<laughs> Nobody ever really talks about how big his feet are supposed to be. Well, he's named Bigfoot. Yeah, but <laughs> she's about to say it. By the size of his feet, I was wondering how big his penis might be. Surprisingly small. What about condoms? Wait a minute. They probably do not make condoms big enough for this fellow. And besides, who's going to run and get some? <laughs> Luckily, I was on the pill, so fear of getting pregnant was not an issue, but being fucked by his giant penis was. And a condom would mitigate that girth how? It would restrict blood flow to his, his penis and would get a little smaller. Yeah, <laughs> just in teens a bit. After he was done sniffing between my legs, he quickly moved over me, pushing my nightgown higher and above my breasts. His hairy body brushed my hardening nipples. His penis was protruding more now, and I could see that this was going to be a challenge. I have seen pictures of big penises, but nothing as giant as this one. I have to admit, I often told men that the size of a penis did not matter, but seeing this giant penis did turn me on. Woo, next up is me. I reached a hold on his shaft and guided it into me. It filled me up so quickly, I almost fainted as I could feel my pussy stretching from his girth. That's not good. That means that it hurts so much. You're... Oh, she's no. gonna tear. Well, no, she's staring. I could feel both of my pelvic bones shattering. She's just feeling nothing but pleasure because her brain's been rewired to feel pain as pleasure. <laughs> oh, I've seen hentai that end this way like demon beast invasion yeah yeah that one's she splits apart and i'm like no i can't watch the rest of this yeah you hit that right on the nose dave he went right into it humping me in a fast rhythmic pace i need a fast rhythmic pace <laughs> he pushed hard oh jesus he pushed hard, and I felt something strange happen. His penis actually did a U-turn inside me. What? It did a U-turn without using any blinkers or giving right of way. <laughs> How dare he? I reached inside his hair to his ass and squeezed his rock-hard ass cheeks underneath. I screamed with delight of this strange but wonderful sensation. It was like two penises inside me at once. <laughs> His cock had locked into me. I can't lock in in that position. <laughs> I know, right? It would hurt so bad. And it only moved an inch at a time in and out. I was so filled up and it was so tight in me that his humping was pushing my entire body back and forth. And back and forth. On the pile of clothes. It was a humping and a fucking I had never had before. I was thrilled. Well, yeah, because usually people don't bend their penis in the U-shape. I mean, if that happens, there's something seriously wrong, and you should go see a doctor. You have definitely broken your penis. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that. If you experience 45 inches of dick, please consult your doctor. <laughs> Better yet, bring the person with you since they've done a U-turn and locked inside you. <laughs> if you experience Sidewinder joystick inside of you, oh. <laughs> please seek medical help. I was thrilled. I love the sensation. An intense orgasm swelled inside me. Well, there's swelling going on. I don't know if it's the orgasm inside you. It's the ripping and the tearing. Yep. I was being fucked silly out of my mind. I was absolutely in fucking credible. <sighs> I was screaming with delight. I wrapped my legs around him tightly and was fucking his massive, barely fitting cock as best I could. 
He tensed and hardened, and I could feel him harden as his shaft pulsed. Did you say he hardened? Uh, yes. <laughs> in my brain, it literally called the next line, but because his cock was in a U-shape inside me, the head of his cock was pointed out of the entrance of my slit. When he came, it drenched him. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that's what I read ahead. Beautiful. <laughs> he just made a balloon animal with his own cock. No, it's like when you shut off a fucking hose, you wouldn't be able to squirt anywhere. It's just building up inside the kink in your shaft and soon will rupture. So you're saying that his dick is going to spring a leak? Yes. Maybe he's got like the balloons the clowns have that they make in uh, animals. <laughs> oh. He just shoves a poodle inside of her. <laughs> <laughs> He had come all over his self and all in his hair. We lay together for some time. I didn't have a choice because he was still stuck inside me, and the locksmith wouldn't be there for another two hours. Call the royal locksmith! One more time, I orgasmed, holding him tightly. His cock became soft enough for him to pull out, and he gently and slowly did. Before I could catch my breath, he whisked me up and carried me back to camp. Oh, that's nice. He pulled his cock out, and it's like, you know, when they eat the cherry hole, and they tie it up in a bow. (laughs) (laughs) He tied up his cock inside her without her noticing. I used to do that all the time with cherries, but not with Bigfoot penis, I can assure you. So, all right, let's talk about old fucking Ken Akamatsu comics. Can I finish the last paragraph real fast, then bring our guests in, then you can talk about it? If you must. I must add that as she and I have been discussing this creature and what he was doing there, we began to think that he has been grabbing up other women, parentheses, or should I say whores, and parentheses, no whore shaming. Whoa. Come on, man. Whores. Finally, my own harem anime. Bigfoot son. (laughs) (laughs) At the campsite. Thus indicated by the amount of women's clothing that she says is present in the cave. Looking online, we have discovered popular belief is that the Bigfoot does not live in groups, but as loners. With that in mind, they will travel hundreds of miles in search of a mate. The creature has a triple-jointed penis. (laughs) How does that work? Which has brought the species close to extinction. It's like those kitty snakes with the joints. Well, hang on. Let me look up if jointed penises are a thing. Because it cannot deliver its sperm to the desired location, and that is deep into the vagina at the point of the cervix. That's counter-evolution. That's... Can penises be double-jointed is the first Reddit post. It is presumed that no one at the campsite has revealed the Bigfoot's location because if they had, it would have been hunted and captured by now. Studied for its monster triple-jointed donger. Yep. (laughs) Which it uses to lasso cars out of tar pits. (laughs) Well, he provides a service that's greatly needed. Yeah. The sad part is that it is obviously trying to impregnate someone to pass along its genes and keep its species alive. Most of those women are mesmerized by his pheromone-like scent. Strong, muscular, and manly body, and his wildly intense orgasmic making big cock. That was a sentence. True or not, that ugly-smelling Bigfoot man has got what it takes to make my woman come good. And me too. What? Wait, he went and got fucked in the butt by the Bigfoot? Yeah. That's probably the sequel. Oh, damn. Time to bring in Afrohawk and Lack of Sense. Time to open the gauntlet. Ding, ding, ding. So if you had a triple jointed penis 
and you put it inside someone flaccid and then you got hard would it like open them up like a ratchet i don't want to think about this thank you very much you know like um when you're jacking up a car oh <laughs> probably yeah 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 what yeah you'd probably die yeah, they'd probably die. Oh, maybe it's really useful for, like, helping when the woman is in labor and she has to dilate more. <laughs> you stick in there and dilate her manually? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I don't think that's a thing that doctors do. Oh, I see you need some help there, lady. I'm going to rip you in half. All right, just bring in the Bigfoot penis. We're going to ratchet up her vagina real good. All right, Afro Hawk and lack of sense. How you doing, guys? Yeah, we're doing pretty good. Okay. Well, you are in luck tonight because you get to read Flavortown University. Oh, buddy. The best town. Yes. It is good. Oh, my God. I'm looking at these categories and I'm not ready. (laughs) First up is Lack of Sense. I love the name. And David, before we do, tell me about this comic you wanted to talk about. So the subject of the cherry stem things, right? Yeah. So, in Kinakamatsu's comic Love Hina, which, uh, if you're unfamiliar, is a harem anime, also a comic book, about some fucking loser-ass person who can't get into college and is like, I gotta go live in my grandma's hotel, which is full of women for whatever reason. <laughs> so he does, right? And in one of the episodes, they're like, if a girl can put the cherry in her mouth and then turn to twi- tie the little knot into the cherry thing, she's a good kisser. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cute. And then, like, this one girl is like, fabricated an entire cactar <laughs> out of it, which is heavily implying that she's excellent at kissing. But then you remember that that particular character is 12, and you're like, that's really inappropriate. Yeah. Really inappropriate, Kenakamatsu, you fucking gross pervert. Okay, yeah, that's pretty gross. <laughs> yes. All right, like you are up. Flavortown University by Schlong Lord. I could see why you wanted to read that. Chapter 1. The Beginning of Love. Ted walked through the yard of his college, taking in the fresh air. Ted Cruz was a freshman in a school known as (laughs) Flavortown University. Wait, the Zodiac Killer? Yes, Yes, the Zodiac Killer. (laughs) You wear that beard, but you can't hide your crimes. (laughs) Never. He's trying to cover up that nightmare mouth of his. It was a prestigious school with many famous alumni. As Ted strolled through the yard, he was approached by a small group of people. Ted knew who they were. It was the richest man on campus, Donald Trump. (sighs) Yeah, I know. Do you want me to try to read like Donald Trump? No, please do not. I will throw up. Okay. (laughs) Don't worry, Steve. Here's what's going to happen. It's going to be so good and the best. I was at the store the other day. I made a great deal. I had a 30 cent off coupon. It was the best ever. You saw it. I saw it. We all saw it. We know. Crooked Hillary. She dropped her her credit card and I used it to pay for the wall. (laughs) I took it down to the Home Depot. I got all the stuff I need for building my wall. I have so much steel and so much. The best steel. The best lumber. (sighs) All right, please go. I'm going to get sick. Trump, along with his boyfriend, Jeb Bush, and the gang of people... <laughs> because why not? And the gang of people surrounded Cruz. What do you want, Donald? Ted yelled. What do you want, Donald? Well, I need someone to pick on, don't I? Trump chuckled as he pulled out a wad of money. This small loan of a million dollars is going up your ass, Ted, you loser. <laughs> wow. 
Please put it in my asshole. I'll take the money. It's the greatest asshole ever that's been filled with money. Just a, like $1 million and all you have to do is take a million dollar suppository? Hell yeah. It depends on what cuts. No, cu- cuts? What, are, what is, is money meat now? Yes. No, no, like if you get it in like hundreds or like, I don't want it in pennies. Look, if you have it in hundreds, it's still going to be a pallet of money. Right. Yeah, but imagine if it was in like $1 bills. Or loonies. What about toonies? What is a million dollars in loonies? One million loonies. Yeah. It's a dollar coin. <laughs> mm, I got that jingle jang ass situation. <laughs> you know, I could probably make it to my car and drive to Fort Myer to deposit it. My, the only branch of my bank that's close. <laughs> you just shit it out in front of them. <laughs> yeah, I just like, hold on. <laughs> So if you were to have a million dollars worth of penny shoved up your ass, you would weigh 275 uh, point... What's tons? Yeah, 275 tons. That's a lot of, like, my bones are getting crushed. Trump smiled. Ted gasped as Trump's goons started to grab him. Let him go or you're all expelled, said a voice. Out came Guy Fieri, son of the Dean. The crowd just goes wild. <laughs> Trump retorted, but... Don't think I'll go easy on you when your pet loser isn't around. Let's go, boys. Thank you, Ted sputtered, blushing up a storm. No problem, Guy said. We should hang out sometime, he said as he walked away, leaving Ted in awe and with a new crush. Chapter 2, The Number Ted walked through the parking lot of his dorm, passing many cars and eventually catching a glimpse of his roommate's car. It was a white van with the words, free candy, scrawled on the side of the van in big black letters. (laughs) As Ted walked down the hallway that contained his dorm, he could hear All Star by Smash Mouth blurring from his dorm. When Ted opened his door, the smell of onions and pot hit him like a brick to the face. Onions, no. Not again. (laughs) There's onions in every story tonight. What the hell? There wasn't onions in the first one. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Damn it. Ugh, Shrek. Drink for Ugg. Pa! Ugg. Ugg, Shrek, you need to stop bringing your idiot stoner friends to the dorm. Steve, why did you not censor this? We've read this at the con. Oh. Kyle, do you want you want to help us out here, buddy? Oh, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Sweet! In both instances, we have somebody who can do it. Awesome. Let me say that. Shrek. Yeah, Shrek. Yeah, go, yeah, go for it, man. Donkey. Donkey. Getting my Shrek voice going. Hey, Ted, what's Gucci, my nigga? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to do that as an exemption simply because that seems like the least offensive use of that word we've ever encountered in any fanfic we've ever read. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. free, free tape. I'm really happy about that. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. You are quite welcome. What's Gucci, my spaghetti? <laughs> what's Gucci, my spaghetti? <laughs> I wanted to think that rhymes. What's Gucci, my Nucci? What's Gucci, sugar booger? <laughs> What's swag in my wagon? <laughs> my God. <laughs> Shrek said while taking a bite of an onion. Ted looked over at Shrek's friends, Vladimir Putin, Hillary Clinton, and Winnie the Pooh. Oh, my God. Sat around smoking blunts and hitting a bong. Christopher Robin, what if we, uh... We told everybody that the $10 million tax is on normal tax. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm Shrek, Ted sputtered. Can we talk? I'll know. (laughs) All right, Lottie, 
Shrek said as he walked with Ted into the kitchen. So, Shrek, do you happen to have Guy Fieri's phone number? Yes, why do you... You want a hit, laddie? Ted blushed. Well, you, um, I... Well, uh... You've got a crush, don't you, Ted? Shrek grinned. Look, do you have the number or what? Ted said impatiently. Asked. Ted asked impatiently. All right, laddie. But don't do anything stupid. Shrek handed Ted a slip of paper and then lumbered off. Why the hell does Shrek keep slips of paper with phone numbers on them anyway? Ted thought to himself. They didn't care. All that mattered now was calling Guy. Afro, you're up. Oh boy. Can't wait to call Guy. (laughs) Chapter 3, The Call. Ghostbusters, answer it. Ted sat in his room, staring at himself. Also, I have to ask, I remember last year you did your uh, date with your phone for Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. What's your plan this year? Oh, you see, it's funny that you mentioned that because that's what I went to the store for. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say that. No, 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 don't spoil it. If you have plans, that's all I need to know. Okay. I'm looking forward to the picture. Yeah. Me too. Oh, boy. Ted sat in his room, staring at his cell phone and a slip of paper. The reason Ted was in his room and not downstairs with everyone else was because he did not want to witness the horrific scene of Winnie the Pooh trying to cook meth in Vladimir Putin's asshole. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I phased out halfway through that sentence. Uh (laughs) What? (laughs) You're one of the lucky ones. (laughs) Ted took a deep breath and entered each digit into his cell phone. His finger hovered ogre the last number for a second Uh, then he hit the button (laughs) (laughs) after the phone rung twice a voice answered hello that voice it was like a radical surfer who had who had saved your life at the beach who just oh yeah you're right who just saved your life at the beach is anyone there guy asked a second time oh uh hey good guy ted spired like a dying putt putt Oh, dying putt-putt. I love that car. Putt-putt, no! Oh. Ted, that you? Guy asked. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, I was, um, wondering if you- Oh, he's so cute when he's bashful and not the Zodiac killer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, um, hey, I was, um, wondering if you wanted to go on a date with, with m- 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 me, Ted stammered. Yeah, dude, I would love to, Guy said. Really? Ted said. <laughs> what was that voice? Really? Uh, I don't know. He's excited. Maybe his voice cracked. Don't look at me. Also, really is spelled wrong. Rally. Rally. Sure. When and where is this date? Guy asked. Uh, oh, well, I thought we could go see Super Carson at 8, if that's okay with you, Ted said. Great. See you there, Guy said as he hung up. Ted collapsed in his bed and breathed in. Tomorrow was going to be a big night. Oh, it was. Chapter 4. Intermission. Wait, intermission? Apparently. Intermission. Uh, As a chapter, okay. Donald and Jeb sat in Trump's fancy bedroom, lying in his bed, making out. Oh, no. (laughs) They had been tongue wrestling for several minutes, their flesh slugs fighting for dominance. (laughs) I love that phrase so much. Uh, I I love it and I hate it. Yeah. Suddenly, Trump pulled away, ripping off his shirt and revealing his toned orange chest. (laughs) It was like a ripped carrot. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> ripped from where? Ripped from stern to stem. <laughs> Jeb dragged his tongue down Trump's chest and across his muscles. His tongue became orange. <laughs> Trump unzipped his pants and freeing his gigantic 10-inch orange cock. Jeb looked at the big orange dick in front of him. He looked like a huge carrot staring at him in the face. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking carrots. It's got the ridges and everything. Oh. It ain't gonna suck itself, Trump said. <laughs> Jeb wrapped his mouth around Trump's boiled yam. Trump moaned as Jeb sucked on his beat door. Jeb. Oh god, Jeb, your mouth is like a wall around my penis. (laughs) (laughs) Trump moaned. Suddenly a wave of pleasure flooded through Trump and released out of his meat pillar, soaking him in cum. Well, that was fun, but let's keep going, Jeb said. (laughs) Jeb turned around and presented his chocolate starfish, waving his ass in Trump's face. Trump thrusted it into Jeb. Jeb cried out in pain and pleasure as the orange sausage filled him. I'm sorry, I suddenly feel very, very, very ill. You sound pukey. Hope you feel better, dude. You better, Dave. Good night, everybody. Good night. Dave's got the super flu. Oof. I hope the fanfic didn't make him sick. Yeah, that's making me want to hurl. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, I'm really interested in this chocolate starfish. (laughs) And hot dog flavored water. Jeb loved being full of Trump's million-dollar schlong. (sighs) Trump's sweaty orange balls slapped against Jeb's taint, going deeper and deeper until Trump's shaft pushed against his prostate. Keep going, Trump, Jeb screamed as he came, staying the sheets with ropes of hot gum. (laughs) Seeing Jeb come sent Trump over the edge as he came, filling Jeb's bowels with semen. Later, Jeb and Trump snuggled up together, holding each other in their embraces. I love you, Trump. Jeb said, I love you too. <sighs> Please clap, says Jeb. <laughs> yes. Please clap. clap. He, he makes his booty clap. Please don't get the clap. Oh. Thank you very much. Uh, we're getting through a lot tonight. Next up is Reporting for Duty by Jason. I've never watched Camp Laszlo, nor do I know what that is. I'm not familiar with it either. Uh, I've seen it. It's not bad. Oh, I remember the show. It's a comedy about a monkey, um, an elephant, and whatever the hell Farage was. So next up is Val. Woo! Reporting for duty. It was on dolphinfiction.org. Author Jason. Oh, that's simple enough. Status unknown. Okay. Content chapter one to one of one chapters. Summary chapter one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. It's the same chapter summary. Yep. This is the first Commander Hoo-Ha slash Lompus Fick. Yeah. That's mean a eleven that I know of. If you don't like the material, then it's time for you to click the back button, okay? Now, on with the fic. Enjoy. P.S. The plot isn't that involved because I know you just want the smut. (laughs) Do we really want it, though? It was around 19... Zero zero hours at Camp Kimney, so that means the Bean Scouts were busy chowing down, chowing down at the mess hall. At least, almost all of them. Laszlo was outside, walking the grounds of the camp, bored. 
The monkey didn't stand still for long, and eating was no exception. I need to know what this show looks like. I posted some pictures in the porn spam. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking. <laughs> in, in, in porn spam? Is there porn with these characters? Of, of course, course. It's rule 34. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Man, there was a video game called Camp Laszlo Leaky Lake Games. <laughs> uh, why? As he was walking, he saw the brights of a car pulling into the camp. Laszlo perked up and went to greet whoever was inside of it. Out stepped Commander Hoo-Ha, grunting and complaining as always. Monkey, where's Lumpus? This camp is so disorderly, I'm just waiting to close it down! I think he's in the Scoutmaster cabin, sir! Laszlo said quietly. Hoo-Ha murmured something under his breath and walked towards Lumpus's cabin in a hurry. Scoutmaster Lumpus was laying naked, spread eagle on his bed, stroking his thick cock. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> well, no, it was already hard. I know that I normally say, where's the sex, but we're getting it straight front and center in every story tonight, and I, mean, I wish I could be wined and dined a little bit. Maybe it's because Valentine's Day is around the corner, but I want to be treated well. God, you are so fucking picky. You just can't be happy <laughs> ever. <laughs> I know, right? Finally, with Slinkman and those hooligans at the mess hall, I can have some time to myself. Thoughts of having hot sex with Jane, though, his crush made him even more horny and excited. Just as Lumpus was about to empty his aching organ, he saw a figure standing at the doorway. It instantly it was. Commander Hoo-Ha! He screamed, sitting up and covering himself up with a pillow. Sir, I didn't see you there. I don't know what to... Hoo-ha just smiled slightly at that and put his index finger to his mouth, signaling the moose to be quiet. Well, Lumpus, it seems as if we're having some evening fun tonight, hmm? The large ox started to walk towards the frightened scoutmaster. Next up is Sean. Sir, please, I didn't mean... Started the moose, but was silenced when Hoo-ha started to kiss him. Lumpus was shocked at first, but then surprised at how much he was enjoying this kiss. The moose parted his lips and let his superior enter his warm mouth, now using tongues as Hoo-Ha explored every crevice. I would not like to be kissed by a moose. Why not? Depends on the moose. <laughs> Have you seen the just the face, the nose on that thing? Yeah, I've seen moose. They're majestic. They're majestic, but I still don't want to kiss them. Like, Sean knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Sean knows they're majestic. <laughs> After a few minutes, Hoo-Ha broke the kiss. Scoutmaster, take off my uniform top. Lumpus moved his shaking hands to the ox's top, unbuttoning each button and then slid off the uniform. Hoo-ha was rippling with muscle. His biceps were amazingly huge. Sounds just like Garfield. <laughs> yes. And his pecs were fully developed along with a tight stomach and a hard six-pack. Still standing, Hoo-ha began to pose for Lumpus, making every muscle bulge out. Oh, that's nice. Like what you see, the superior yelled, flexing. No, you have to say it like that one scene from fucking uh, Samurai Cop. Do you like what you see? Aww. Do you want to touch what you see? Yes. Do you want to fuck me? Yes. Lumpus's cock became even harder, and he nodded in awe. He looked down and saw the tight, large bulge in the ox's pants. The commander saw Lumpus looking, then smiled again. Lumpus, come here. And remove my trousers. My cock is ready to tear them off. <laughs> wow. Why take them off then? <laughs> You're just going to tear free. <laughs> just going to flex and just burst off of him. Just like the clothing in Cinderon Kagura. 
Yeah. Yeah. Boo. Lumpus was now hornier than ever and nodded. Words absent. He grasped the cock. Ah, nope. He grabbed the ox's belt buckle and undid it, then zipped down the fly. Pulling down the trousers, he exposed hoo-haw's jockeys, tight and his cock clearly outlined in the fabric, pulsating. (laughs) Hoo-haw moaned in pleasure and smiled even wider. Scoutmaster, you know what to do. Lumpus moved his trembling fingers to the waistband of the jockeys, but the commander stopped him. No, do it with your teeth. Ah! Oh boy, now we're getting the spicy stuff. Spicy teeth. Lumpus shuddered in pleasure of just the thought. Out the outside, it seems he hated Hoo-Ha with a passion, but really he respected and admired the commander. And now he was taking this admiration to a whole new level. He bit down on the jockey's waistband. Ah! and began yanking them down, smelling the ox's manly musk and detergent. He smelled like Bigfoot. His detergent? <laughs> yeah, the, the detergent he uses to clean his underwear. Oh, I see. And there it was, exposed to him now, a foot-long cock, pulsating, <laughs> covered in fine veins. Lumpus's cock got even harder, if possible. Hoo-ha was moaning again. I just can't get over the name Hoo-ha. I <laughs> know. <laughs> He's like the most intimidating guy in the show, and his name is Zuha. Lumpus's hot breath against his crotch, making him extremely hot. Scalemaster, suck me. I want my cock in your hot mouth, pronto. Lupus was nervous. He knew he couldn't fit that monster into his mouth, but he would try. He needed to taste and worship the mammoth offering. I thought he was an ox, not a mammoth. I was about to say, yeah. Uh, next up is Logan. Oh, okay. And then uh, our two guest readers are going to end it for the night. Ray. Lumpus swallowed, and then his tongue licked the underside of the ox's shaft. Ugh. Hoo-ha was moaning even louder, getting grunting in pleasure. <laughs> grunting. Lumpus licked it a few more times, then swallowed the cock head. And several inches of the shaft. It's gone! Ta-da! <laughs> it's a magic trick. <laughs> Hoo-ha hissed, placing his hands on the moose's head, <laughs> rubbing it. Lumpus kept on sucking the shaft, enjoying the musky flavor of his superior. Keep going, Lumpus, the commander cried, then began to face-fuck the moose. Oh, that's mean. You should ask first. Lumpus tried his best to keep in time feeling Hoo-Ha's cock invade his throat muscles. After a couple minutes, the ox let out a primal roar, and Lumpus felt warm cum invading his mouth. It seemed like gallons, but he eagerly swallowed it all, savoring the taste of Hoo-Ha's hot offering. He saved some of it in his mouth and kissed the ox, sharing his load. After a few minutes, Hoo-Ha was showing that smile again. Scoutmaster, go get some lube. Scoutmaster. Lumpus knew what was about to happen, but he happily obliged. He ran to his sock drawer, and Hoo-Ha watched the naked, sexy moose retrieve a bottle of KY. Fried chicken. Hoo-Ha grabbed Lumpus and spread his body over the bed. I'm gonna fuck you senseless, Scoutmaster. Hoo-Ha laughed spreading the moose's tight ass cheeks and preparing the rosebud. 
Lumpus moaned in pleasure as his commander's fingers invaded his hole, spreading the lube. The fingers drew back, and Lumpus felt a pulsating new heat, and then Hoo-Ha's cockhead pushed against his awaiting hole. In one thrust, Hoo-Ha pushed half of his mammoth cock into the scoutmaster. Lumpus screamed in pleasure and pain. So, Logan, you said you were in the scouts. Is this indicative of what it's like? My father was my scoutmaster, Steve. God! Mm. Damn it! Unfortunate. See, I knew you were going to make that joke at some point, so I had prepared that line. <laughs> and it's true. My father was my scoutmaster. Please stop. Stop making me feel worse. Logan, so was my dad. He was also my scoutmaster. He was also my hockey coach. Scoutmaster dads are great. Mine was, too. <laughs> Your dad was not great, though. <laughs> My dad was your deep ball coach at one point. <laughs> Can I share a story about your dad? Sure, yeah. So the first time I ever met Kyle's dad, you've met Kyle, Steve. I've met Kyle. So you know his physical stature, height-wise. Yeah, yeah. When I met his dad, I thought he was like his brother because he was also the same size as him. Yeah, we're, we're all short. <laughs> <laughs> That's awkward. It was really funny, actually. I don't think he ever said anything to him, like, in reference to that. It, it, we just kind of had a laugh about it. Lumpus screamed in pleasure and pain as Hoo-Ha began to ride him, slamming his cock in and out against his prostate. God, you're so tight, Lumpus. The commander moaned, moving in and out faster and faster. Soon, the moose could not take any more sexual torture and blew his load, shooting cum all over the bed. I all tabbed back to the wrong tab, and I just, my eyes immediately gravitated to, keep going, Trump, Jeb screamed. (laughs) (laughs) Lumpus's hold contracted, and that was enough to send Hoo-Ha over the edge, roaring, shooting another load of his hot cum in Lumpus's innards. Drawn to the hilt, Hoo-Ha laid on top of the Scoutmaster, Cock still buried into his now open rosebud, both of them basking in the glory of their lovemaking. Hey, when's my turn, Slink Man? Is that another character? Is the moose. Oh, okay. Suddenly said from the corner, jacking his own hard cock. Oh, it's a different person. Yeah, oh yeah, Slinkman's the slug. Yes. He's called Slinkman because he slinks like a slug. That's weird. Especially because slugs can only have sex once in their life, so. Oh. Well, rest in peace, Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> they have sex for like 24 hours, and then that's it. You're done. Hope it was worth it. Last story Doctor Who by X Sparkle Girl 1997, starting with Lack. Oh, this sounds great. Oh, yeah. Doctor Who. A girl is thrust into the doctor's life unexpectedly after a horrible freak accident. Please, RR. Oh, it's Nisekai. Hey, guys! I'm really trying to improv my stories, and my friend wanted me to write a Doctor Who fanfic. Ficton. (laughs) (laughs) Summer is over, and I'm really sad, or really sad, all summer long. I say goodbye to my beautiful Quebec City. I also play King Uh, Kingdom Hearts uh, (laughs) and Persona, and my friend introduced Dictor Who to me. Unfortunately... I have bad, 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 terrible news. I'm moving to Toronto. 
How will I support Bloc Quebecois now? The Bloc Quebecois. Oh no, you're going to leave Kim Pine behind. No! And Lucien Bouchard loses another supporter. But he's been like... He's no longer leader of the Bloc Quebecois, I'm aware. Yeah, it's been like at least 15 years, 20? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> All right, guys, stop talking about shit that nobody else in here knows anything about. We know about it. Yeah. And we uh, won't forget. The English are stupid. Got him. Except for the Pepple, who mad Doctor Who. Doctor Who, chapter one. My name is Buttercup Butterfly Trudeau. I work at Hooters and I'm 19 years old. No, not years. Years. Yes. <laughs> or yes. Old? My parents were killed by the silence, and my favorite soccer team is Manchester United. <laughs> I am friends with Doctor Who, and we travel in the TARDIS together. <laughs> Rose is there, too, but she's a slut. When I was little, Daleks ate my dog. His name was River Song. He was River in disguise, and so she is dead. One day, we were in the TARDIS, and we went to London and saw Manchester United win every single football game. I'm not calling it soccer because it sounds dumb. Not sounds. Soons? Soons. Then we went to Quebec just before the referendum and made everyone vote we using the sonic screwdriver. Quebec is now its own country. This is how it should have happened. Why didn't everyone vote block Quebecar? You turds. They needed 50% plus one to win. Yeah. <laughs> and they ended up getting 49 Suddenly, out of nowhere, my worst enemy popped up. It was Stephen Harper. He said, I want Quebec back. <laughs> and Doctor Who said, in the name of David Tennant, I will end you. He wouldn't want him back. And he shot him with the sonic screwdriver. It's just not a thing. That's got bullets. No, it doesn't. <laughs> No, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, it does, probably. No, it's like MacGyver. You're not allowed to shoot anything <laughs> with it. It's a screwdriver. Pretty sure MacGyver shot people. He doesn't shoot people. He's the doctor. What do you think this is, American healthcare, Logan? Yeah. <laughs> the doctor pulled out a gat and shot my fucking nut off. <laughs> Rose gasps. Doctor who? How can you? And he shot Rose, too, and she came back to life because she is part Time Lord on her dad's side. Her dad is Romano 100. We went back to Quebec, and Justin Trudeau is in charge. He is very, why, sexy, but not as sexy as Doctor Who, but who was Doctor Who wires sexy orange tuxedos. He's very easy to see. He's gone hunting. No, he's a ninja. <laughs> I think it can be all three. Ah, uh, yeah. He's Naruto. Yes. Today, he had on a green tuxedo. It was sparkly. And it says, I love butterfly, butterfly on the buttons. And my name was on the back of it, too. And sparkly good. <laughs> Mickey came and, and said, hi, Doctor Who. How is Donald Duck? Doctor Who asked. He is fine. <laughs> we went back into the TARDIS and danced to Simple Plan. My heart, heart, he reads. Hreet. Hreet is so jet lagged. We sang it French because English sucks, except when Doctor Who says English because he has a sexy accent. But just then, Rory came! Uh. He was wearing a sexy yellow tuxedo that matched his hair. It said, I hate Amy on the back because she <laughs> cheated on him with Doctor Who. Oh my gosh. Rose tried to have sex with him, but he pushed said her away and she died again. <laughs> <laughs> River Song came out of nowhere. She said, 
Hello, sweetie spoilers. And she and Rory got married, except she was in dog form, so he was arrested. B.Y. The Space Rhinos. The what? <laughs> yep. Backsplash. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how much of this is just weird gobbledygook and how much this is, is actually Doctor Who. 95%. I think this is, in fact, mostly Doctor Who nonsense. Okay. I can say for a fact that Stephen Harper has never been in an episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> or Justin Trudeau. What about Mickey? Has Mickey been in there? No. Okay. There was a Mickey in the first season. Different Mickey, there was no Donald. I know. Yeah. No. <laughs> Just then, Riversong remembered she was dead, so she died. And I cried <laughs> because she was my dog. And I was sad we had a funeral. The decoder who cried with me, he loved that puppy, and he was sad. So I gave him a present. It was... Uh, Jesus. One, two, eight, five, four, nine, three, zero, nine. It was 128,549,309 different colored tuxedos. Wow. And matching bodies. <laughs> and a fez. He was so happy. He asked Butterfly, my little butterfly, will you marry me? End of chapter. Please review. Please. For the love of everything British. Kyle, take us home. <laughs> okay. Do this as British as possible. Oh boy, I'm a terrible British accent. Here, I'll do my best. Chapter two. <laughs> chapter two. It's horrible. The battle. It doesn't sound even a little bit British. No. I know. I have a terrible accent. But I'm going to go with this. Doctor. Chapter two. Author's note. Manchester United is... No, not Manchester. Man <laughs> Manchester. 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 United is the best team. Shut up. Please review nice. When I woke up that morning, I saw that Doctor Who was in bed with me. What happened? I screamed. He laughed and said, Do not worry, Buttercup. I did not sex you. I just like your sleeping face. <laughs> I did not sex you. <laughs> well, that's creepy, but cute. Okay. No, it's not. Just creepy. Yeah. yeah. You smell different when you're asleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to know where David got that line from. I think it came from his brain. Okay. I blushed a lot. We turned in the news and saw that the gummy ship had landed in Anaba, where we lived. Author's note, read my other fix. It will make sense. No, thank you. But Stephen Harper did not let the gummy ship land because he is a mean asshole. He ruled Japan now, so we had to rebellion. We found Lelouch? Oh, Lelouch. Yeah, the lesser known side act to Labouche. <laughs> and he was now the captain of Manchester United instead of Lionel Messi. Sure. He said, Konnichiwa, bitches. Lol, that's a bad work. JK, everyone, we have to save Japan from the evil Stephen Harper. That was a full sentence. Somehow. Everyone cheered, including Justin Trudeau, who is really hot. Doctor Who got out his sonic screwdriver flamethrower gun AK-47. See, <laughs> it does shoot bullets. <laughs> and said, let's kill these bitches. It had a banana on it. And it was wearing a sexy blue sparkly tuxedo that said, I love Nippon. On the back, because Stephen Harper renamed Japan to Nazi Germany. Oh, okay. my God. <laughs> How did he do that? He just said it was law. Yeah. That is how the Canadian Parliament works. <laughs> <laughs> 
He also had a mohawk that was rainbow colored and neon converse. He was voted Cosmo's 15th sexier, sexier, sexier man of the year. Oh lord! Uh, Stephen Harper pulled out a cell phone and texted someone. Suddenly, the sky was black because no, not because 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 I oh because I the sun was blocked out because there were. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I'm gonna get this. Five billion four hundred sixty-four million three hundred seventy-two thousand nine hundred fifty-six spaceships in front of it. You put more effort into the show than I do at this point. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. We could hear exterminate, exterminate from the spaceship. Doctor Who made an oh no face. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, just the face. Yeah, just the face. Oh, sorry, just. A Dalek came up to us and Doctor Who and said, Buttercup, we don't have much time. Also, why do you build me up? To bring me down? Yeah. He pinned me to the ground and I say it. I say it. I love you, Buttercup. And by the way, we're married now so we can sex. Wow. I moaned in pleasure and I said, please sex me. Wow, I've been waiting years for you to ask me that, Kyle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I read the head. Don't do it. <laughs> this is my new favorite word. Yeah. <laughs> he put his penis into my clitosaurus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I moaned a lot and my tits grew really big because of Doctor Who's magic powers. I think that's Doctor Hwals because it's no apostrophe. Oh, you're right. You're right. Dr. Hoss. We sexed for hours and hours, and he had a really big organism. Yeah. <laughs> he made it grow with magic. It was great. Author's note, that was my first lesson scene. Lol, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know what I think. Beautiful. Dr. Who screamed, Rose, Rose, Rose! And I grasped and cried and said, But she's a slut! And Dr. Who... <laughs> Who said, but she's pregnant, pregnant with my baby. And I gasped and cried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a loud fart. <laughs> when we got home, I took a pregnant test and I was to be continued. I was to be continued. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the castle. Yeah. Thank you very much to our guests, Afrohawk and Lack of Sense. And thank you for being part of this new experiment in our formatting. I hope it went well. No, it was terrible. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing from everybody. It's just, you know, just give it up. That's Show's canceled. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> the whole show is canceled. In fact, just rewind the clock, clear back the way back machine, just cease to exist. Yeah. It was a good time. Thank you yeah. for having us. Very good. Thank you. We also want to thank all of our patrons, especially our genital guardians, including Afrohawk. That's you. It's me. Yes. I was here. Alexander Grass Dragon Corbett, Dylan Barber, Discuss, Dizdom Plays, Epidel, Evan Balmel, Matthew Wayne Jordan, Michael Fouch, Miri, Pope Sloth XVII, Richard Pryor, Sarah for the Wind, Steve Van Sickle, the Mighty Fit. Who changed their name to the Mighty Fister? <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I didn't know you gave money to your own show. No, that is not me. That is unequivocally somebody else who I'm not going to write out, but. Grrr. The Waffle Wage. Uh, uh, 
<clears throat> According to Twitter, it's National Chair Leg as a Marital Aid Day. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, according to Twitter, it's National Read Shark Porn to Your Mom Day. <laughs> Good. God damn it. Hi there. Thanks for listening to Friday Night Fan Fiction. Be sure to check out FridayNightFanFiction.com where you can sign up to be a guest on the show, submit fan fictions for us to read, and join our Discord server to hang out with us. All backing music used in Friday Night Fan Fiction is available via Overclocked Remix at ocremix.org. Be sure to check them out for over 3,000 fan arrangements and 60 fan arrangement albums of free video game music. Ending credits music, Koopa Nova by Diodes. Opening musical credits, Apollo Duck by Will Rock. We hope you enjoyed listening to this, and we'll catch you next episode.